I'll start now. All right. All right. So what? Yes. What ass pussy? Yes. We said certified freaks, seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make like that pull up game week. <laughs> what did you say? Wet ass keywords. <laughs> as Ben Shapiro would say. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen the like? The yes. Yeah. No, yeah. that thing's great. I love it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Welcome back Ooh. to Women Uncensored. We got name. Cat. Aria. Jackie. Denny. Enola. Woo. And this week we. This week. This week is WAP Uncensored. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Did you see that uh, there are like kids' bop versions of WAP? There are like wings and pizza. Waffles and pancakes. Yeah. Waffles and pancakes. So we're going to talk about. But we're not talking about um, those versions. No, 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 this is uncensored. This is wet as pussy. Since WAP came out, a lot of anti feminists have been extremely against WAP. And we're going to talk about why that is. degrading and like why WAP should be celebrated because it talks about um, female sexuality and that isn't something that is talked about in songs a lot because a lot of times men talk about their sex lives and how their dick circuits men, yeah men so. can say anything and objectify women in all their songs and everybody's gonna sing along with them but women twerk once and everyone's like oh god she's off the rails mm, oh yeah. my god off to rehab and i think this is almost connect back to the different perceptions of women that we see today in like you know just in like contemporary standpoints is like like, for those of it, like, the VP debate was this week, and you could yeah, see, like, see. the different reactions to Mike Pence's very stone-cold face versus Kamala's, like, very... And she had to be And so she had composed. to be, like, so composed. Honestly, I could not do what she did. Yeah, no, I could there and be mansplained at for yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah, for, for like, the work that she's done, too, yeah, which is, like, yeah. so annoying. And it's like, I don't like her, but I have to give kudos because I was, like, somebody... You know, everybody experiences that. Like, you yeah. have to just, like, keep your composure sometimes. And, like, that shit's hard. Like, sometimes you really want to deck somebody in the face. And Dude, I, I would know. love to deck Mike Pence in the face. Well, because <laughs> yeah. we're women, that will be taken as... Well, some, uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's what's um, sort of... What's interesting about... Because it's Cardi B that sings it. Yeah. And, like, the slight history of Cardi B that I know of, not much, but I know that she used to be... A stripper. Yes, a stripper. That's yeah. correct. So she ca- she came from a very like objectifying environment to then become mm-hmm. a music artist, and I think there's also like, I think she's done some other things. I truly, I'm uh, talking in my ass. Here, she but, like, she describes her like her her past as yeah. empowering though. Like she yeah, yes. and there's like yeah. nothing wrong with being a sex worker yeah. or a prostitute or I don't I, I think mm-hmm. is, as I long as you're consenting. Yes. Yeah, a sex worker. Yeah. I think there were some instances where the circumstances were not great for the men. Yeah. yeah. She, she, okay, like, we're gonna put yeah. it out right now. I personally really do not like Cardi B. She's done problematic things. She's a little bit transphobic. Made uh, too many rape jokes for my liking. Um, and she's also, like, a rape apologist. So, like, putting that aside, like, the song is totally like kind of what we're on not exactly yeah because I, I just wanted to clear that yeah. up that it's yeah. not we're not really advocating for like exactly cardi b we're talking yeah. about the lyrics and like the stuff around it that surrounds sort of mm-hmm. women's sexuality and also stuff like i mean like putting out there like cardi b's you know, problematic so is meg as much as i do enjoy her she's said some questionable things about um asians and so i just want to put it out there like as much as like i give kudos to the artists we're talking more about like mm-hmm. what the song is doing for the talk about yeah. like femininity right now. And yeah. I mean, like here's the thing: we as a we can and cannot at certain times separate art from the artist. I think that sometimes it's kind of a problematic thing to separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. But in this standpoint, we want to talk about the cultural effects of this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just want to make that clear. That's that's yeah. The only reason that I wanted to bring that up is mm-hmm. so that there was a clear distinction between what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, so we'll just be pulling up some lyrics that really kind of spoke resonated. something to us and wanted to, we wanted to and discuss further. On it. Yes, yes. Um, well, let's start with the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I said certified freak seven days a week. And if you guys wanted to know, yes, we will be saying them in the 
not singing them, just completely like stone face <laughs> reciting them. As if, as Certified if, freak. Seven, seven days, days a, a week. week. Oh my god. That was horrendous. We won't <laughs> no, be doing it sounded that really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what we're talking about here is sex life. Like, yeah, we're talking about a, a, a healthy sex life. And I think that, you know, in terms of like the song, they did a really good job of, of getting you right away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, Attention grabbing. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely a hook. But like, when we talk about this, we have to talk about the idea that like, women's sexuality and sex lives are not something i mean obviously in the past 10 20 years it has been discussed way more yeah but like historically not something that we can talk about i know this is a conversation that we have a lot um off mic is that (laughs) off the mic yeah and it wasn't it wasn't easily approached yes absolutely because it's so like shameful in quotes to talk about one of us um (laughs) <laughs> brought up I, I something brought and then we all just had this big sigh yeah. of relief like we can yeah. we found people that we can talk about yeah. this stuff with because our entire lives yeah. we've been shut down yeah. we've been raised yeah. with the idea that we shouldn't be talking about this yeah and something it's so normal and yeah. we don't yeah. even we didn't even know about our bodies yeah we we've had to like educate ourselves through weird I, I've ways. learned so much just from talking to you guys yeah <laughs> Um, and yeah. speaking about, like, educating, like, not to jump to a next lyric, mm-hmm. but, like, one of the lyrics that I was going to bring up is, I do a Kiko while it's inside, which, while is probably comical, um, also, like, I didn't learn what a Kegel was until literally three months ago because it was a TikTok trend to do them, which is odd as hell, but, like, a Kegel is, I'm just going to, like, bring up the definition, um, because I didn't really know the definition, um, but basically... You perform a Kegel exercise by lifting and holding and then relaxing your pelvic floor muscles. And you start, like, doing it um, in small amounts. And then you increase over a period of time. And then that will... It can help with... um, Let me look. It can help... um, It obviously strengthens your pelvic floor muscles. And um, it can help prevent urine from leaking can prevent accidental passing of stool or gas and could improve your orgasms and also it helps with like pregnancy and like having your um like vaginal health like bounce back quicker and like it's something that like if you talk to like genuine like doctors like I haven't personally like gone to a gynecologist but like I'm sure like gynecologists probably advocate for it or definitely do on the internet at least but like that's stuff that would like help you and we don't even know about it like how like nobody talks about that. I didn't know that was a word. Yeah, I think Kegel exercises. For I found I found out about this through a movie, um, where the woman gave birth and then they were like, oh, trying to get our our her vagina back to its former state. So doing Kegel will help with that. And like again, it is like it's just weird that they're like you can exercise that, but we just didn't know about it. Like it's something that we all sort of have and like. It, it's like it's weird that people will advocate certain forms of exercise and then will not will forget about the other parts. I don't necessarily think that they're doing it on purpose. Maybe they think that the subject is delicate. Which, yeah. by the way, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. The subject is delicate. What the <laughs> fuck do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, the whole idea of um, a song promoting like a, a woman's sexual habits. Mm-hmm is I don't think something that I have really, like, heard. I don't know if we can, like, come up with examples of, like, specific songs or, like, anywhere in, like, the media where they advocate for, like, a woman's sex drive to be, like, something that happens seven days a week because I'm sure, I don't know if this is the same for everybody else, but, like, I don't really get to talk about my sex drive. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really get to say, like, oh, I'm, like, I really want to have sex today. Like, that's not a a phrase that I have been comfortable saying ever in my life, and I don't know if that's the same for everybody else. No, yeah, I feel like that's a a thing. For me to have to talk about my sex life, I'd be like, I need to feel so comfortable with these people. Like, I want to know that they're not going to judge me for saying it. Like, women or men, or like, anybody who's, like, my friend, it's always so uncomfortable to approach it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can just going back to the first conversation we had, I I brought up masturbating and you can think about like like in my head I was like oh, you're near <laughs> a precipice <laughs> and you can cross this line or you can't, but it's happening. 
And like your, I'm, I'm, my literally, my heart was beating very fast as I said it because I was like, this can be taken so many ways. Yeah. Thankfully, it was taken very well, and now Woo! we're here. That's yes. kind of the origins of this podcast. Basically, basically, yeah. basically, and I was like, you all ever masturbate? <laughs> and then we we're like, all right, let's let's talk about it on the mic. And like as somebody who like like you said yeah. it, but like as somebody who was like yeah. responding, like genuinely, like you hear the word, like your heartbeat, like yeah. it it raises yeah. and like. You get really anxious, not, like, about, like, maybe yourself, because, like, obviously, like, I know I'm going to take it, like, fine. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, how you all would have taken it. Yes. And, like, hearing that, like, I, you could literally feel the exhale of breath yeah. in the no, room. No, definitely. You could see yeah. it. We all just, like, relax, and I think it's crazy that it's, something like that puts us on edge, something so normal that we literally, if, if you want to take it from a, uh, like, men who are really sexist is like all we are here to do is reproduce like so that's normal why isn't it normalized that women have sex and women can talk about sex yeah yeah i think yeah well this is not an advice podcast but if you have friends <laughs> that you are really comfortable talking to and, and you have a safe environment about other things and you share the same values try to bring this up Try talking yeah. to, to people like like As a challenge. You know, actually, I think this could be used to find out who your real friends are. If you just if you just go up to one of your friends and you start talking about your sex life, if they immediately judge you or walk away or don't want to listen to you, well, they're not really they're not your friend. Yeah, I'm sorry. They have to love every part of you, not just yeah, the singular parts. But also, just you know, don't don't spring it on yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah, don't just like, yeah, don't just like, like, yeah, don't just yeah. like attack someone with that. Hey, but. masturbation though, you know about that shit? No, yeah, just, like not just, that. So just like try to feel yeah. out if yeah. it's yeah. comfortable for your friends to talk about like either problems that you may be having in your personal and sexual life, and you know things in that category, like problems, good things, just. Like feel it out and don't just immediately be like. So I had some good dick last night. Yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing is, like guys say that to their friends all the time, but for us, it's like yeah, yeah. you also, could never say that. I want to that. address that a little bit because I have a younger brother and like he is fourteen and pubescent. Um, but like the interesting thing is, like I think we have a perception of guys talking about their dicks all the time. Yeah. But. I, like I I don't know I don't I don't run within like many circles of like pubescent men but I like do you guys think that they actually talk about their dicks this much I think there are some men yeah. who do and I feel like those are the ones that are like kind of like portrayed by the media mm-hmm. most often but I mean like I have a brother he's twenty one that is not a discussion that is ever happened I've ever heard him say a single yeah. word about it. And it just, like, depends on the type of person you are. But, um, I know, like, even, like, I'm trying to think, like, friends and stuff. Like, yeah. no, I think men talk about their, their, their junk a lot. Um, because I have friends and both of them, like, not that they're straight men that fit the stereotype. Like, one's gay and one's bi. Like, mm-hmm. they, they talk about it enough. And, but it's also, like, I don't think it would have been. For at least one of them, a very comfortable thing to say. I think it's just because of our friendship. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's also the education of it. And sorry to like totally go back. I think what Cardi B has done with WAP, unbeknownst to her, or maybe her choice to do, is that this did open up a conversation, a about you know like a sex drive and sex health and sort of stuff that one experiences during sex because she does talk about some stuff that's like I guess on would you say like kinky I guess like on the kinky scale or something that like the whole like she talks about biting is that right or something like that no there's a there's a there's a verse (laughs) yes well I I don't know the song very well so I'm just not the person to talk about it but I think um even to like go back with my brother I don't think I've talked about I, I don't think I've heard my brother talk about his junk with anyone ever in my life, and that might just be because I'm a sister and I'm there, but yeah, it's definitely... Yeah. That's also true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. want to know if my brother talks to, to people about like, his junk. Uh, no. Your guy friends is mm-hmm. where it would probably happen. Yeah, yeah. at the boy sleepovers. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like guys... I mean, I haven't speci- like necessarily heard or known guys around me talking about their dicks in public in front of people and everything but I do know they do it in private like if it's a group of guys I feel like they do they do talk about it and it's like yeah the locker room talk yeah, yeah. a segment on the show should be we just call a straight white man and we're like hey does this actually happen 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone have anyone culture to do that? So they can ask our like us questions. Yeah. Um. I also think like we were talking about like you know like the facets that like this song opened up. Like you gotta give kudos to like I mean we were talking about it earlier but like S and M by Rihanna. Yeah. Like there were oh, songs prior. Um obviously unbeknownst to us at like ten years old. Yeah. But when we were singing it. But like that song is literally about BDSM. Yeah. And like Chains and whips excite me. <laughs> and like good for her. But like I think there was a lot of like I think it was I definitely backlash. I recall my parents discussing it, like yeah. me, like in the back seat, like singing along. <laughs> but I remember, like my parents discussing it and like joking about it. And it's kind of like weird that like uh, even this song, like I know, like we were talking about the Ben Shapiro version, but like it, a lot of it is like kind of like joking because I think it's like funny. And obviously there are some things yeah. in the song that are funny, but like it also is just like. Yeah. women's sexual lives like why is yeah. that a yeah, yeah, yeah. thing and I think like the greatest I personally the greatest part to me of this song is um <laughs> in um uh Megan's verse she goes uh get your boots and your coat he bought a phone just for pictures pay my tuition just to kiss me now make it rain like you know like this idea that like she's describing her own pussy and like that it like is just so empowering for her to be like, not only do I like sex, I'm fucking good at it. Yeah. And yeah. like, that yeah, this is yeah. this is what we're gonna talk about right now because you like do these things for me and like th- my pussy is is like a gift from God. It's 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 definitely interesting to hear that perspective versus like the male perspective in like you it's know so refreshing. It's like, yeah. very nice. I would like, yeah. I would also like to point out that. It is normal to get wet when you're turned on. Yes. And yeah. p- people like Ben Shapiro say that um, Cardi, B, Cardi B needs a doctor and it's a medical disorder and that she needs help. It's you normal. <laughs> it's I feel normal. like this is honestly more revealing of Ben Shapiro as a person. Yeah, he can't get Has he wet. just never made a girl <laughs> wet before? No, never. That is probably the case. Yeah. That is probably the case. That is so very sad. But, and nobody's told him anything. <laughs> yeah. His whole at, life. Well, that's, that's, that's the stupid what, part about it is that, like... nobody really tells anyone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, like, there's a miscommunication going on. Like, specifically with a man and a woman having yeah. sex together, it seems like the man can talk about, like, hey, this is how you can please me, but, like, yeah. when the question is asked to the woman, it's, like, she doesn't know. That's been, like, my experience is that I've been asked, like, what do you want? And I'm, like, I have no idea because I haven't been taught, like, what is good for my body. And it's also, like, such a huge joke right now. Like, um, you know, you know, straight men can't make you come. That's, like, yeah. a huge fucking joke right now. Yeah. But, yeah. but, like... Especially within the lesbian community. Oh, yeah. Especially. <laughs> but, like, how is that, like, a thing? Like, why is that a thing? Like, yeah. why is it just, like, yeah, straight men, like, will not, cannot, like, make a girl come? Like, why is Obviously, that? Obviously, it's a joke, but, like, when we, we say it enough times... We are taught as yeah. women to pleasure men in how to. Yeah. And when it comes to, like, pledging a woman, no one knows what to do because it's just not talked about. Yeah. I think it's just as, you know, as straight and a lot of, you know, straight men not being able to make me come specifically, I think it, it's because being raised and not being allowed to ask questions and not knowing what you like and not knowing, like, how to find out or anything, and you're not, you can't, you don't know what to tell them so they can help you. Honestly, you I don't think know. this raises a really good question, which is that the censorship our entire lives up until this point, does that genuinely contribute to how we interpret our own orgasms? Like, are we subconsciously very nervous of, like, our own sexuality? That, like, that's why we can't come sometimes? It's just, like, it's, like, this, I'm not, so, like, it's subconsciously not it's been rooted in us that, like, we're not yeah. supposed to talk about That sex is for the it. men. Sex is for the men, so, yeah. like, it, you know... It raises a lot of questions. My friend specifically, like, um, I won't name her, obviously, mm-hmm. but she, she got a boyfriend about a year ago, and they they started into their sex life pretty early, and, like, uh, that's not, like, a, a, like, to shame her in any way, but I definitely, like, had some worries about him as a person, um, but, like, uh, she was talking to me about it, and she, she's one of those people that I can be very open with about, like, sex and, like, our sex lives, but, um... She was really nervous to, like, she had gotten him off multiple, multiple times. They had been dating for, like, weeks at this point or whatever. 
probably months at that point, and she'd gotten off, and she could, like, she was so self-conscious of her own, like, sexuality and her own orgasm that she, like, wouldn't let herself come, and she was so overwhelmed by it, she would just, like, stop him, and, like, it's crazy that she found somebody, like, good enough to, like, make her and, like, put her first, and she couldn't even, like, do that for herself because she was so, like... Yeah, it seems like there's, like, a wall in there that's not allowing us to get through. Yes. Completely unfair. So Um, I think, like, going back to the song, like, it's really important that we hear that, like, not only is she, like, happy to have sex, and she is, it's, like, if it's consenting, and, and, like, as Megan Thee Stallion is talking about in the song, like, she's good at it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's, like, you should, like, not necessarily you should want to have sex, because obviously that's a very problematic stance like you should want to have sex yeah, that's a different and that's a different thing that's fair, yeah. but like she's saying like i think i'm good at it i have fun yeah I, like if and i enjoy it and like that's yeah. yeah and that's you know we enjoy it sometimes sometimes <laughs> and it's refreshing yeah. to just hear a woman say yep yeah that like i am making your sex life good yes yeah. and this is the this is it yeah it's not the man with the great fucking dick it's yeah you know, it's like yeah. the sex life is for the both of us, and it's not just for men's pleasure and men's Yeah, it's because moms. of my magical pus- pussy. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> were drinking water when you said that. It's because of my bed. That's going to sound so weird on there. <laughs> I think the best part about this, too, is that, like, we're talking about this, and... There are so many things, like, happening, like, eye contact and stuff like that that, sadly, you can't really see, like, in a podcast form, but I hope, like, the energy is still there. Because, mm-hmm. like, one thing that I really appreciate... Feel the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> about this group of people is that, like, very early on, we were able to talk about, you know, things like masturbation and sex and just, like, our sex lives in general. And that's not really something that everybody gets to have the privilege of. And I hope that through this and, like, the energy that we're, like, bringing to the table and, like, putting the information out there... It allows you to be able to talk about it, which gesturing at Denny right now, but you can't see that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the point is, if you are uncomfortable listening to this, reflect on why. If you're genuinely yeah. uncomfortable, like it's it's triggering something for you, completely understand. Like, turn your back. <laughs> like, like take it off. Like, don't worry. But like, if you're uncomfortable just with the subject matter, you have to ask yourself why exactly are you uncomfortable. Like, think back to. Why shouldn't we be talking about this? Yeah. Like, what is what is actually wrong here? And are you in turn uncomfortable yes. when men speak about it? Yeah. Because if you're just uncomfortable when women speak about it, I we have, have a something yeah. to break to you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But going back to the song, other lyrics, uh, we appreciate. I mean, let let this song is a this song is a banger. Yes. <laughs> like, a I, certified pop, if you will. Yes. I um, don't cook. I don't clean. Let oh. me tell you how I got this ring. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, like, throwing it, like, black female rappers have really, I think, from what I've heard, you know, in terms of mainstream uh, lyrics and stuff like that, and mainstream songs, have really led the charge on embracing female sexuality, and this is something that we're going to talk about, not just in this episode, but throughout this series, we are going to be talking about exactly why we haven't been able to talk about it before, and that kind of goes to our name, this is an uncensored podcast, we're not going to be shutting up about this yeah i because the whole going to the the line where it's like i don't cook i don't clean it's um something that's been ingrained in us i think right i mean yeah, that's belong in the kitchen yeah it's, especially from my grandmother <laughs> it's the rules that we have been given and told throughout our lives i know we had a conversation in class where we talked about like what were you told you could be when you grow up mm-hmm. and like yeah. it was like can you be president and like any one of us could have said that and we would have been laughed at for it it's like you are expected to be the person that cooks and cleans and is there to please. Which Good is what wife. I think yeah. conversely, we were always, I mean, from my perspective, like, I was always told, like, you know, you go, girl, and you can be anything that you want to be. And then once I turned 15, they were like, except this, 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 and this. Yeah. And then this and this. And then, you know, you have to get a job that makes you money, yeah. which is reflective of our capitalist society that my grandma, a lot of jobs don't actually give you livable yeah. wages. My grandma told me that I shouldn't go to law school because I'm a woman and it'll be too hard for me. Oh Has she watched Legally Blonde? <laughs> 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 uh, no. <laughs> I was just always given the two options. Like, from growing up, I'm like, you know, 
a young child to I don't know, 12 years old, I was just given the option, you know, like, you're a princess, that's what you are, like, you're gonna find a prince, you're gonna marry that, you know, that, that, that whole scenario was supposed to be my life. I wasn't, like, given any, op like, I wasn't told, you, know, you, you can be anything, like, what do you want to be, no, it was like, you're gonna be a wife. Yeah, and then, like, now, if you decide to, like, work and, like, have a job, it's like, you can't have a kid, you can't, you know, do all these things, and you're limited to a lot of stuff. I also think there's a, there's a, because right now, women all over the world are choosing career over family yeah. sometimes, yeah. but it's also, like, I am so angry at the reaction of uh, half of the world who are just like, oh, this is just, like, um, toxic uh, feminism yeah, telling yeah. you that you are supposed to choose career now. You Do you really yeah. actually want that? Like, what is this? If you actually did what you wanted to do right now, you'd be married. Like, why are you working? Stuff mm. like that. You can make your own choices. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, Cardi B is a mother, correct? She yeah. Has a, she has a kid? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Yeah, and like she's... Uh, She's creating stuff and she's, you know, doing her own work. Because I don't think she's married, right? Is she she married? is, but she's getting divorced. Mm. Tea. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, like, she she still has a kid and she's providing for her child. Like, yeah. even if she is married, like, there's, like, she's still a provider, which is something mm -hmm. that I wasn't really able to grow up with, which is fine. Like, there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with a woman mm -hmm. deciding to be a stay-at-home mom because that's there's also a stigma against that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, you can be a woman, have a family, and be able to provide for them. Or at the very least, you should be able to. Yeah. Yeah, like, the whole like, point is, like, being able to make the decision of, like, whether you want a job or a family or mm -hmm. both. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, we should recognize that, the, that um, a lot of people in minorities um, don't have the option yeah. of... Yeah. of like Being having that home. choice in their lives it's you work and you provide for your family and sometimes that means that you never get to see them and sometimes you know this child protective services will deem you as a, a bad parent but yeah. you're doing yeah. what you can um it's there's so many aspects to like what we deem as like girls options when they're growing up um like you know for example like again like this is like in my childhood i was told like you can do whatever you want at the same time, there is this toxicity to, like, what if I did actually want to stay home? Yeah. What if I did actually just, like, I want kids, and I don't, but that's what if, if I said, yeah. you know, like, I want kids, and I want to get married to someone, and I want that to be my, my reality, and I want to live in the suburbs, and this is what I want to do. Um, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> Who are you harming? What are you doing? Like, you're doing yeah, your exactly. own thing. There's I feel like in that. that sense, uh, at least for my family and the way that I grew up, I, it would be a very different childhood. Yeah. So I was always geared to this idea that, like, career is first and that everything else is a distraction. Because, honestly, it just shows us a little bit more about the way that we were brought up if your options are stay-at-home mom and be criticized for it or career-oriented woman and be criticized for it. Women should be able to make a choice for how they live their life. And that's, like, the whole point is, like, the whole obviously, like, pro-choice argument, pro-life argument that's going on right now. Like, I don't really think, like, obviously, like, the whole pro-choice thing, it doesn't just apply to abortion. Yeah. It's, like, women should be able to choose what they want to do with their mm -hmm. lives, how they want to lead it. Like, my mom, um, like, specifically, like, she had me, like, not super late, but mm -hmm. I feel like it was late for that whole generation. Mm -hmm. Like, they were, mm -hmm. people were having kids in their 20s. Like, my mom yeah. had me at... 30, 32 or something. Yeah, my mom had me at 30. And, like, that's kind of old for that generation. And now people are having it later and later. And, like, obviously, if you disregard, like, any um, health problems that could yeah. arise, like, it's just, like, for what you want to do. Like, yeah. it's also, like, I'm glad we're working yeah. out that whole stigma of having kids super freaking young mm -hmm. because, like, that's also unhealthy for the baby. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, like, I mean, I wasn't aware personally. Like, you will have um, equal, if not higher risk if you have, like, a kid in your like when you're 15 but that was so normal yeah and like if it's the same amount of risk if you have it at like i don't know like 50 60 and, like people mm -hmm. don't talk about that like because you were supposed to just bust out a kid especially in like um like <laughs> so, so you're just supposed to bust out a kid <laughs> but like especially in like um different countries like when kids are still like you know like child marriage is still legal and stuff yeah. but like these kids are just they're being forced to have their kids and yeah. they haven't grown up themselves and I think it's important like in this generation yeah. like you should grow up yourself like you know take that time be 30 and also like this generation is also realizing like the wonders of adoption yeah which is yeah. great because and, like if you want a kid by all means have a kid if you are a consenting adult and you 
have found a way to have a child, have a child. Yeah. No one, no one should tell you to not do that. My mom had a kid at 26. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I, personally, I, I <laughs> that's, it, like, in, from our perspective now, it seems very young, but that's what she wanted to do at the time. Yeah. She was 26, she wanted to have a kid, she just got married, this was, like, what, it was what she wanted. And she had me, and thankfully I'm alive and stuff, and, like. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it is, like, the pro-choice argument, and I think it is generally the propaganda that pointed it to to the wording of pro-life. Yeah. Which is that. It's that not pro-life, it's just pro-birth. Because um, they don't care about the posture system exactly. at yeah. all. Exactly. They don't care. They're not pro-life because if we're getting into, like, that, like, yeah. COVID, they don't give a shit. So. Exactly. Yeah. And this is, and I mean, this is not to generalize the entire conservative yeah. side of America right now, but, like, you know... We can't pro choice. <laughs> it it just goes like the basic rights of a woman should be decided by a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's a hot take right yeah, now. Right. Oh <laughs> my god, how yeah. crazy! <laughs> yeah, but like personally, I think that if you have a penis, you should not be able to decide what happens uh, with a vagina. If you do not just have saying. a uterus, yeah. Why are you speaking about like, what's happening in the yeah. uterus? And, like, yeah. not saying that all women have uteruses or anything. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes, no, I was just about to say that, yeah. too, yeah. If I, you identify as a woman, please. Yes. Yeah. Please, speak up on the matter. And, um, I'm just, like, gonna mm-hmm. bring it back around. But, like, back to talking about, like, women's, like, sexuality and their sex life and stuff, I feel like, you know, we want to be inclusive. Like, you were talking about how black yeah. women, like, are kind of leading the movement and, like, talking about um, sex lives mm-hmm. and being open about it. But it, I think if we're really trying to, like put in here and I know a lot of us majority of us sorry <laughs> to talk about it but like discussing our sex life as a lesbian or as a woman who loves women is like if you could think about it more 10 times more st- stigmatized than just a straight woman talking about their sex life yeah. and it's like crazy to think that like obviously we're making moves toward talking about sex life normally mm. normalizing it but we're nowhere near like making the strides that we need to to have everybody comfortable because like it like you know we're in this great place that we can talk about it majority of us are um lgbt but like this is like not the case like anywhere like i know in high school like talking about that was terrifying it was Mm -hmm. literally the scariest thing ever i just let my friends talk about their sex lives because they were straight and i just let them go off about it because Mm -hmm. you know i didn't want to make anybody comfortable which is the whole thing and it's like uh sapphic people like face that like mm-hmm. so much yeah worse. and uh lesbians and women who love women also face a lot of sexualization from straight yeah. men yeah. and i i had um my my girlfriend my sophomore year of high school we were both out and well i wasn't to my grandparents and i still not but um, we were out to the school, and we were, like, one of two lesbian couples in the whole school, and everyone, like, was, like, watching us both and deciding which couple, like, they were on the side of, and then, like, like, the guys would come up to me and ask me about, like, like, who wears the strap on, and who, like, does this, and can you tell me about when you guys have sex? We have, we had never had sex with each other, like, and I was like, that is none of your business. And it, like, it was just so shocking to them that I would say that it was none of their business. Because like, like lesbians are so sexualized in everything, like in movies, just, porn. yeah. Cause it's the top search thing on porn. Yeah, yes. yeah, it yeah. is. And like lesbians, like, I, like on that same like topic, um, like when I was in high school and I was dating at the time, they identified as a woman so uh we were dating and uh, on top of getting like harassed like when we were in school when we we're out of school just holding hands on the walk oh, yeah, home that too like just besides from getting harassed you just get like sexualized like some like the worst kind of thing that i got was um these dudes were driving around in their car and obviously like no offense to straight men actually full offense to straight men like some of them <laughs> And they were just driving around in the car, and they always yell at people. And, like, you know, I've had that happen before. Mm-hmm. Like, call me fat or whatever. But it was just so much worse because I was holding hands with, like, my girlfriend at the time. And they yelled faggot. They yelled dyke. And they screamed at us. And we were like, fuck them. Like, oh, well. 
and then they came back around and we were fucking terrified we yeah. were close to their house uh yeah to their house at the time and i was like okay like we can run if we need to mm-hmm. um but they came back around and they were like kiss for us like and they like slowed their car down you can't insult someone once around and, <laughs> and then, then come, come back, back. And like, can you kiss yeah and it's just like crazy like like what i was my girlfriend at the time was 16 like why is that something we need to face why is yeah. that something like minors like mm-hmm. they, those were seniors yeah like one was a senior one was a junior like or a couple of them i was 15 uh, when those like guys and men were asking me about like me having sex with my girlfriend and stuff and like i was cornered in places and like harassed and people were like this isn't a real relationship and I just hated that my relationship was on full display all the time because of how rare it was at my school. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone was just constantly like on top of it. I mean, uh, I mean, just speaking for in terms of uh, like a bisexual, I know Noli can talk about this as well, but like, you know, (laughs) the amount of people (laughs) who ask me like, oh. What percentage are you? Oh my god, I hate that question. I hate that question. One, like you know, like like fifty fifty, like, and I'm like, you can't. What one? You can't approach it like a statistical average kind of situation. And like you know, I came out when I was fourteen years old, and to be honest, I regret the way that I came out to the people at my school. Word was that I I came out I in the most stupid fucking theater kid way. I came out, oh, God. like, in, like, a... I'm very excited to hear about that. <laughs> I came out in, like, a pre-show dedication circle, oh. where I, it was... So exactly. Were you in, like, magic circle? Did you have, like, your hands? No, we didn't, thank God. Oh, we thank God. Hands. Oh, thank <laughs> God we weren't holding hands. But, I mean, I was standing there, and then I was, like, you know, I... <laughs> I was like 14 at the time and I was like these seniors seem cool and I was like oh I would like to thank you all for the space that you've created and um I just want it's like I I can finally accept my sexuality as like bisexual by the way some bitch copied me the next year to to (laughs) some bitch copied me like listen that's how you want to come out that's how you want to come out but I'm just saying the original so um but anyway yeah I came out that way and then like you know, uh, a very nice person came up to me afterwards and hugged me, and he was like, I know, I, like, I know that that was so hard for you, and in my head, I was like, hey, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, like, me coming out was so hard <laughs> to like, everybody. Yeah, it's, it was harder because, again, that wasn't the first time I had said it out mm-hmm. loud okay. to other people. That was just the time that I came out publicly in school, but, like, I... The minute that I came out, it, it became harder, is my point. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. once you are publicly identified as, ooh, a member of this uh, great LGBT community, you know, like, <laughs> people people are going to come up to you and be like, hey, you, you down to hook up with me and my girlfriend? And I'm like, I'm 16 years old, so no. We just touched toes. <laughs> yes. Um, I wanted to talk about also like, because like personally, like I don't know like how experiences are for everybody, and I think it's also different like being lesbian like versus yeah. being bisexual, because obviously like we both face um, sexualization in different ways. Yeah. But uh, like a lot of like personally like my trauma resides mm-hmm. and just like the whole sexualization of like our identity. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at you because you're the other one here, but, like, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we literally, like, it's, it's a lot of, like, um, <laughs> are you a finger bend bisexual or are you a peace sign bisexual? Dude, I'm this, I'm like this all the time, all the time. Um, Clarification <laughs> finger gun, just so we all know. I'm a peace sign gay. I'm a peace sign gay as well. Um, Have fun. I'll but, um... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is not a toe podcast. We're talking about trauma. <laughs> okay. Um, so back to what I was saying. Um, a lot of like my own like personal issues is like how like just generally being a lesbian is so sexualized. Like I was terrified of the word lesbian. I didn't identify oh with God. it until literally 
one year ago. Like, not even, it hasn't been a year since I've identified as a lesbian. Um, it will be by the end of the semester. <laughs> I came out on Thanksgiving. Um, but, like, it was so, so scary to say that word. And because there's so much context with it. It's so much, it's just porn for other people. Yeah, people also, like, cringe at it because they're like, oh, you're, like, an asshole. You're, yeah. you attack people for saying things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, like, such a, I always viewed it, like, not that it is, but, like, I viewed it as such a predatory identity. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, a lot of, like, my own guilt, I'm like, like, you think you come out and everything gets better, and, like, I'm still, like, very, like, internally homophobic towards myself, which is crazy, because I'm, like, you know, like, I'm not really, I don't look it, I shave my head, I shave my eyebrows, and I don't dress straight at all, um, but, like, you, like, can't talk about, like, being gay, like, it's so hard to talk about it being younger, because, like, you know when you move to, like, middle school, and you start getting dressed in locker Mm -hmm. rooms? And oh god, yeah. There no, were rumors oh made up about me. I wasn't even out yet. I was not even out to myself. I was just a little kid. And people were making rumors that I was like staring at girls' boobs and shit. And yeah. I was like, and they knew like before so me, but I wasn't like, actually doing that. Like, like I wasn't a actually different area. Because I guess you're about it. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy that it's just like you were a kid, like you wouldn't even know to yeah. like look at somebody's yeah. boobs. Like mm-hmm. and I was people a child. Were doing it yeah. for you. Like it's crazy to me that it's like so inherently like uh predatory and also like coming out in like straight circles is scary mm-hmm. as hell because like you're worried they're you know the reaction mm-hmm. you don't have a crush on me though yeah no bitch i don't i have higher standards than that when i was in middle school i sent this like math text to my friends and i was the first one to come out of my school i think so it was like scary and I fucking sobbed in my room in my uh, follow boy jacket, like, (laughs) (laughs) and, like, honestly, the reactions were mixed, but then, like, my one friend told everyone at school, and so that just is kind of how I was outed, Mm -hmm. but then, like I said, freshman year in the last episode, I, like, made the GSA, and I I became, like, the mother gay of the school, (laughs) and I, like, protected... I protected yeah. all of, like, the, the queer and, like, trans kids, and I helped them through, like, their transitions, and I helped them through their coming out phases, and it's just great. It was, like, as mm-hmm. I, um, I'm in college now, like we all are, but I joined, <laughs> yeah, I joined this Zoom, um, for my GSA that I left behind this year, because I was, like, really anxious, because I didn't want it to, like, fall apart, because I didn't know if people were going to come anymore mm-hmm. and stuff. But then I went, and, like, this one guy who has been hiding that he goes to GSA since I started it, saying it was art club and stuff, mm-hmm. finally came out to his parents, like, and I wanted to cry. Like, it just, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. It's off topic. Yeah, this, no, this should, to all of the, the baby gays watching, this is not to say you shouldn't come out. We're yeah, not yeah. saying, like, if it's what you want to do and you have a safe space and a safe environment to do so, and, like, you feel that it's necessary for your personal growth to definitely come out. Yeah. But we're not saying, like, it's going to get harder. It might yeah. not. Hopefully it won't. Hopefully I mean, I think it's especially this time. Yeah. yeah, I think we're I, making big strides yeah. to make it a and safer I, place to my do so, My yeah. younger brother, again, is 14 years old. And some of his friends have come out, and they came out in middle school. They came out when they were, like, 12. Yeah. She, like, his friends were like, I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. And, like, it is phenomenal that you have... The confidence and have seen the representation to be able to identify with that label already so, in your yeah. life so early. Yeah. Like I don't, I could not, I could not imagine yeah. coming out earlier than I did. Honestly, I think I came out still really early. Like I was 14, 15 when yeah. I did. Yeah, that's way earlier. Yeah, than I did. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like just to say, like, um, you know, obviously, like this isn't to discourage coming out. Like it is a great thing. It really yes. is. It, it is, is amazing. Such, it's yeah. so good, and it's I love it so much. Like, to find that label, the hardships leading up to it, like it sucks, mm-hmm. but it, it it's worth it when you get there. And also, like, not obviously if you're in a super unsafe environment, do not. I do not recommend that. But like, if you're like, you know, my parents specifically, like, are my parents homophobic? Yes, um, but like, work toward making a safe environment yeah. for yourself, yeah. whether it be a GSA. Uh-huh. Or, like, I taught my parents so much in the four yeah. years prior to me coming out, and I'm pretty sure that's the only way they would have accepted me, is I kept talking about it. Just shove it down their yeah, throats a little bit. I, like, like, I was, like, I, I was running the GSA for years, and they were just, like, 
okay. They didn't even, they weren't even like, oh, this bitch might be gay. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, remember you can always make your own family. Yes. Yeah. And my, my therapist used to say that to me. No matter where you are right now, mm-hmm. just remember in the future, or even just starting now, you can mm-hmm. make your own family. It doesn't have to be yeah. biological. Yeah. And if you feel like you can't, I mean, literally, DM us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll your family. Yeah. We'll adopt you. Yes, I mean, it's definitely better than, like, getting sugar daddy DMs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. always better than that. Unless, we'll talk unless to you about, about sex. It. We'll teach you. We'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Teach you the birds and the bees, because God knows I've never gotten that talk. Oh, hell no. Especially that not, like, women. exist in real life. First of all, I didn't really understand why it was the birds and the bees, because the birds and the bees don't have sex with one another. Yeah. How did that even... Like, what? Yeah, why is it the... Because of the stingers. Because <laughs> it's what? The stingers. That's why the, be- the bees... Yeah, the guys are the bees because they have the stingers. Like, the bees sting you. Okay, but why birds? I don't know. <laughs> why birds? Like, women are have you seen birds have sex? It's crazy. In the I'm UK, in the UK, <laughs> girls are called right birds. Like, they call them birds. Whoa. Like, oh, yeah. I want to get a bird. But, you like, know the, what I mean? the, the phrase, <laughs> the birds and the bees, is a metaphor for explaining the mechanics of, um... Reproduction to younger children relying on the imagery the of bees of pollinating and eggs hatching to substitute for. But why is it the birds and the bees? That did the not be- answer No, because like because the mechanics of bees pollinate. And yeah, but why birds? Oh, but then birds, there's like the, birds. Because yes, they're birds, still avoiding the birds. idea of like sex is a thing. Birds yeah. grow yeah. eggs. Well, no, I think. Well, first of all, the phrase is the mechanics of reproduction, not the mechanics of sex. Yeah. They're talking very specifically about sex for kids, not sex for pleasure. You know? Yeah. So let's let let's just make a general deal with humanity. Never talk about it referencing birds and bees again. We're <laughs> gonna say penis and we're gonna say vagina. I mean, not that sex only involves penis. Yes. And not not that either. But like, why let's do we need nor- so many metaphors? Yes. Like, why do we need and, metaphors? Yeah. Why are we walking around the think issue? We, like, you know, shout out Chris. We yeah. uh, put it in our uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Shout yes. out to our professor. Um. I forget what we, we put it in our little, like, introduction type <laughs> um, and, but, like, you know, the whole, like, you know, sexual assault talk, like, naming your, like, specifically for women, or, like, people with vaginas, like, naming your vagina as something else other than vagina, or, like, teaching our kids to call it, like, you know, your cookie, which is gross, but, like, <laughs> I've heard that before. Oh, my God! Teaching them to call it something else is putting them in a lot more danger than you would think. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. we just need to talk about, it's a part of our bodies. Yeah. Like, I know I, my cousins told me, but, like, some some schools do it, which, you know, I always laughed at at the time, but it's also kind of cool. But, like, um, during their sex ed class, they would just yell penis and vagina, and they'd get increasingly louder and louder. Yeah, that was and a game. And they go back and forth. I never did it. I wish I did. But, like, honestly, good. That's something yeah. we should be doing. Why are yeah. we saying the words? The words are just body parts. Like, mm-hmm. they're not dirty in any sense. And obviously, like, the stigma, um, the stigmatism of, like, vagina is, like, way worse than, like, penis or, like, dick. But, like... Because people play the penis game all the time. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. don't play the vagina game. <laughs> they don't play the vagina game. <laughs> I challenge everyone. Literally. Everyone, let's play the vagina yet. game. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm looking at a list of the amount of nicknames yeah, for I know. vaginas. My, my little sister growing up, her best friend Honey called her flower. Thatched Wait, no, 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 Wait, no. What is it? What is it? Flower. Thatched cottage. <gasps> That's the best lesbian is a can actually get so my sister. My sister growing up, her best friend. Fly trap. <gasps> my okay, so my sister's friend growing up, her parents made her call it her Mary. Her Mary? Yeah, like 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 the Virgin Mary. Oh, I thought it was Mary. like hail Mary. Sin flower. <laughs> Sin flower. I really like. <laughs> I really like woo woo. I just call it like, what did you call it? Like, I call it vagina. I call it vagina. Yeah, I assume it was vagina. I just said vagina. I didn't know English. <laughs> 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 wait, so what did you call it? Um. Uh, well. Come on, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me. Let me. Let me switch. I'm switching languages. I'm trying to switch yeah. languages. I'm like, no, I called it really hard to switch languages. <laughs> it kind of is. After a while of yeah. speaking, I'm like, um. Like I called it Duda, which is not how it is. It's like a it's like a cute nickname for it or something that my mom gave me, but it's like 
it wasn't bad. It just, like, lasted until I was, like, ten. But even that proves the point. Yeah, yeah it kind of does. I remember when I started saying vagina in my house, my mom looked at me and said, you shouldn't say that out loud. And then I just said it louder every <laughs> single time. Yeah, I know, like, talking yeah. about my period, like, with my dad yeah. and my brother, oh, like, yeah. I would always I, go in there and be like, yeah, guys, guess what's going on right now? Yeah. I'm bleeding from my there vagina. blood coming out of my pussy, and you all are going to hear about it. Yeah. And it's like, my dad gets visibly visibly uncomfortable. He's a problematic man. He's so <laughs> uncomfortable, and I'm like, I come home from work one day, because my cramps were, like, terrible. I came home from work, and I, like, go, and I take my lotion out of the cabinet, which I have to, because I am in pain. Mm-hmm. And my dad goes, why are you home? And I said, you know, I didn't feel well. And he's like, why didn't you feel well? And I was like, um, you know, that time of the month. And he went, oh. oh. And then, like, continued making dinner. Uh, oh, like, I, that time of the I, month is so why? fucking stupid. Yeah. First of all, sometimes you don't get it every month. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's at different times of the month and yeah. everything's going on. Yeah. That time of the month. Yeah. There is blood I, coming out of me. That is how I'm going to I start. I hate the Shark Week thing. I know it's funny, but yeah. I hate it so much. <laughs> and also, like talking about it. Um, oh crap! I forgot what I was saying. Um, shit. The name of your vagina. The name. No, we were talking about. Um, oh, periods, that was it. Yes. Sorry. Um, like on the context of like periods, like men always are like, "Oh, you're you know, it's that time of the month. Like you're bitchy, mm-hmm. or like you're crying." And, like, obviously those are emotions that we have because of um, our hormones, but, like, not many people are aware that it's, like, the week prior is when those yeah. emotions spike, yeah. and, like, I wasn't even aware of that until a couple, like, also, months ago. Also, the hormone that is most prominent during that week is testosterone. 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 So, when you say girls are bitches, <laughs> <laughs> that should be a sound. That should be a sound soundboard. Yeah. We need to make a soundboard. It's going to be, like, the iCarly thing. Yeah. But I think we should um, reel it back to just yeah. talking about what, because no. we've got, like, yeah, we, it's been- yeah, it's yeah. Good. I've got like 54 minutes, <laughs> so we got it. But um, discussing sort of like this, what I do like is that not like, it was kind of about what, but it really yeah. is like what came after sort of like mm. having a song that allows us to talk about these things and yeah. opening up to different conversations, because that's what this is really all yes. about. Like it, it's, it's about mm. a conversation between people that where you can rela- relay information that then helps you get educated and the person that you're talking to educated because I think that's really the issue here is that it all comes down to the education system that we're born with and like the people around us and just not being educated in the right ways or at all in certain things and if these conversations spiral like let them spiral you should censor yourself let them go to different places and don't like don't stop talking because someone is like I don't want to talk about this anymore yeah that was my dad's favorite thing to do is like I don't want to talk about this anymore we're not talking about it anymore and I'm like well I still want to talk about it so we're you know don't stop bug the shit out of your elders yeah yeah people need to have those conversations like this is just the beginning of like comfortability Mm -hmm. and like women's like lives like why Mm -hmm. don't we deserve the same thing that men get yeah it's a normalcy that hasn't been given to us for like basically ever yeah right yeah and you know like, the more people who write songs like WAP, the more songs that hit mainstream media that sound like WAP, the better competitions we can have about it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And Celebrate them. Exactly. And they're, they release a certain level of serotonin. You know? Yeah. Write it, your own WAP. Yeah. Is that our, is that our closing remark? Yes. Be <laughs> your own. Yes. All right. Yeah. Ready? Clap at the same time. Woo. Oh, 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 that was me. That was my fault. <laughs> no, hang on. <laughs> Everyone just look at Noah. There we go. Oh, yeah.